Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 10th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. Listen, I don't know about you. I want to be a success. You want to be a success. We all want to be a success, but we want to pursue success God's way, right? We want to pursue it. We want, we want to have a common definition of terms with God. Whenever my definition of something doesn't line up with your definition of something, and I'm trying to communicate a concept to you, then there's going to be a misconception because what I'm saying and you're saying are not the same thing. But say this or put it in the chat. What I'm saying and what God's saying is the same thing because my definition of terms comes from the Bible, comes from God's definition of terms. So when it comes to success, I want to be a success in God's eyes. Put that in the chat. I want to be a success in God's eyes. I want to be a success the way God says success looks like. I want, I want to be somebody that's submitted unto him, trusting in him, walking with him, believing with him, you know, becoming the man or the woman that God has called me to be. All I want is what God wants for me. And if that's you, I pray that you open up your heart to that, that that's how we live. I, all I want is what God wants for my life. So that said, we've been looking at several things. I want to look at some things this morning about your priorities. The title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 37. Are your priorities in order? My, the title of today's message comes in the form of a question because it's a question you need to ask yourself. Are my priorities in order? Like in life, like, you know, how am I stacking things? I recently was, was doing some soul searching myself. Like, I mean, like, do, am I doing the right things? Do I have everything in order? Are my priorities in order? That's what we're going to check today. We're going to check our own heart. You don't have to worry about other people. This is a, one of those messages for you not to say, oh, I wish such and such was watching. No, this is your watching and God knows you're watching. So this is for you. Say this is for me. Put it in the chat. This is for me. I need to check my own heart. I need to check my own priorities and see if my priorities are in order. Let's talk about it this morning. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into it. Are my priorities in order? That's the question for today. And the answer for us, by faith, we're going to say yes. But if there's some things, as I'm going through the message, where you see that there's some things that are not lining up and maybe you need to rearrange some things, and guess what? Rearrange some things. Make sure that God, that you're keeping the main thing the main thing and that everything else is in the in the proper, you're giving it the proper priority that it deserves. So our foundational scriptures, let's go through those. Ephesians chapter 2. Actually, these help us with our priorities, these foundational scriptures. Verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. Like, I mean, God provided eternal life for everyone everywhere through Christ. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. All you did was receive the gift. So if, all, if I'm giving you a gift and all you did was receive the gift, you have nothing to boast about. You're not saved by the things that you've done. So you can't boast in yourself right? Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Put that in the chat. God has made me who I am. God has made us what we are. Now, God made us in Christ Jesus a new creation so that, the text says, we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. And so I like to say, I have work to do. Put it in the chat. I have work to do. I have work to do. Why? Because God has made me what, what I am. And in Christ Jesus, God made me a new creation so that I could spend the remainder of, our, of my days doing the good works that God had before ordained for me to do. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you 
with Christ Jesus. Now, this is you. This is Christ Jesus. The text says God has united you with Christ Jesus. Boom. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Now, for our benefit, God made Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself. So I have access to wisdom. And the Father made us right with him. So say, I'm the righteousness of God. So because I'm in Christ Jesus, I have access to wisdom from above. And I'm the righteousness of God. And the text says, God made me pure. And the text says, God made me holy. And the text says, God freed me from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, if you're going to boast, you have to boast in him. You don't have anything to boast about. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. Say amen to that. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave me the purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me an assignment, the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the world began. So this series is about becoming a success in life, but it's also about the amazing grace of God. So I teach success, but I'm also teaching grace, right? I teach the grace life. So by teaching the pursuit of success within the lens of the grace life, I hope you can see several things. Number one, I hope you can see how much God loves you, that God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. I hope you can see that God wants you to succeed, that there is in Psalms 84 and 11, the Bible says there is no good thing that God will withhold from those who walk in accordance with his plans for their lives. Let me say that again. Put it in the chat. There's no good thing that God will withhold from me. Why? There's no good thing the Bible says that God will withhold from those that walk in accordance with his plan for their lives. Since I'm walking in accordance with God's plan for my life, there's no good thing that God will withhold from me. So you got to settle some things in your heart. Let me share. Let me minister to you for a moment. Look at me. I want, I want to be clear about something. God is not out to get you, right? God is not at odds with you. God, God is, does not think evil of you. First of all, the people that think that God is out to get them, come on now. I, what do you think? Do you think God doesn't know where you are? Like if God wanted to get you, you would have been got a long time ago. I mean, like, so God is not at odds with you. He's not out to get you. He's, he's not thinking evil of you. He's not holding your past against you. Say this, say it out loud or put it in the chat. I do not judge my future by my past. God is not holding your past against you. God loves you with an unconditional love. He made plans for you before the world began. He pursued you. He tracked you down until you, you accepted Jesus, his son as your Lord. And now that you've accepted Jesus as Lord, if you have, he's pursuing you. He's tracking you down because he wants you to become the man or the woman that you're destined to become and leave an impact on this world. It, it is the impact that you were born to leave while you're in the land of the living. You do this all in his name. You do this all for his glory. So God loves you with this unconditional and everlasting love. And God wants you to have and enjoy the life that he destined for you to have from the foundations of the world. This is the life that Jesus died to give me. So, so put it in the chat. I live the life Jesus died to give me. I'm living the life that Jesus died to give me. Come on, man. So I'm living my life in honor of his death. I live my life in honor of his death. He did this all for me by grace. It is unmerited love. God, God wants me to be healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous. God wants me to experience success in every area of my life, spirit, soul, and body. A successful spirit is one that's born again. A successful body is one that's healthy. Say, say, I'm free from sickness and disease. But say that out loud. Sickness and disease have no power over me. A successful mind is one that is renewed by the word of God. Say, I believe what God believes about me. A successful marriage is one that has peace. A successful home is where, one where God abides, where his love is permeating. And so I could go on and on. The point is that God wants us to experience his best, and we can 
just as long as our priorities are in order. So let's talk about that today. What does this mean for you today? This is where I need you to lock in. What does this mean for me today? My priorities. Say my priorities are in order. Let's talk about it. All right. Let me share a few things with you. Here's number one. Make knowing God and becoming more and more like him so you can fulfill your divine destiny. Your number one priority. Say, my number one priority is knowing God. Knowing him and becoming like him and fulfilling your destiny, that's your number one priority. The prophet Jeremiah said this. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. I'm going to read it slow so you really get the message. This is what Jeremiah said. He's speaking for the Lord. He says, this is what the Lord says. The wise must not brag about being wise in their own wisdom. The strong must not brag about their own strength. The rich must not brag about their money. But if someone wants to brag, let them brag about this. The Lord says, let them brag that they have learned to know me. Let them brag that they understand that I am the Lord, that I am kind and fair, and that I do good things on the earth. I love this kind of bragging. This is a message from the Lord, Jeremiah says. So he says, man, if you're going to brag, brag about God. Talk about God, that you know God and God knows you and that God wants to bless people because God wants to bless people because he's good, that he's a good God. He's a loving God. He is kind and fair. He's doing good things on the earth. I brag about God. If you're going to brag, you got to brag about God. Every morning in this series, we're going through a list of scriptures in our foundational scriptures that are designed to take the focus and the spotlight off of you. I tell you that you're saved. You're not saved by your own works. It's not about you. It's all about him. I, I tell you that 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 uh, God made you pure and holy and freed you from sin, all because of Jesus, not because of you. And so when you, I'm telling you 2 Timothy 1 and 9, God called you according to his own purpose and grace, not your works, not your performance. So all of that is designed to take the spotlight off of you so that you can realize it's not about you. Say it's not about me. It's all about him. If you're going to boast, your boast has to be in the Lord. If you are going to boast, I'm talking about priorities today, boast in the fact that you know God that you know God in the pardon of your sins, that you were saved by his amazing grace, and that you are now empowered by grace to do what God called you to do. Your life is all about him. You live your life to magnify God. And the more you magnify God, the more God will elevate you. Let me say that again. The more you magnify God, the more you live to glorify him, the more God will elevate you so that you can have a greater position of influence. The reason why there's some of you that are wondering, God, why do you have me in this position? Um, well, some of you know why you're there, but some wonder, God, why, you know, I didn't want to do this, but you want to be, why are, am I here? Why am I in this position? The reason why God keeps elevating you and giving you greater levels of position and influence is because he wants you to influence this world. He wants us to be the conduits of change. He wants us to be conduits of love and light. He wants us to influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. And so when we become one of the people that he influences, he increases us and elevates us to where we can influence the whole system. And so he gives us positions of increased influence and responsibility so that his love and light and, and glory could be manifested throughout every organization, everyone, everywhere. You got it? That's how we're supposed to live. And that's why our priorities need to be in order. Number two, if you focus on being a, a success in God's eyes, then God will make you a success within the eyes of this world. If your focus is to be a success in God's eyes, then God will make you a success within the eyes of the people of this world. I'm a witness, but let's talk about it. So in the kingdom of God, you don't need to overly concern yourself with the things that the people in this, in this world 
overly concern themselves with. The Apostle Paul said this. He said this in Romans chapter 14, 17, and 18. He says, for what the kingdom of God is, is not a matter of what we eat uh, or drink. It's a matter of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God. And guess what? Others will approve of you too. If you're, if you're not pursuing life, like, oh man, what am I going to eat? Oh, what am I going to drink? Oh, where am I going to live? Uh, I, I, I need this. I need, if you don't live your life like that, but you live a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if you live life with this attitude, Paul says, you're going to please God. And then others will approve of you too. You should live a life focused on the goodness, the goodness of God, a life of godliness and peace and love and joy in the Holy Spirit. When your focus is on God, and you see your life through the right lens, then because your perspective is critically important, then you're going to be able to become the man or the woman that God called you to be. Remember, your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. So you, the more you see yourself the way that God sees you, the more you will become what you behold. I just dealt with that. You become what you, whatever you become consistently, you will be whatever you behold consistently, you will become eventually. And so you become what you behold. So when the Lord told me to share his word with people's in December 1997, the Lord said, I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. I was a W01 United States Army, 57th Signal Battalion. I was a platoon leader uh, for the TYC platoon, and I was also the company XO for uh, HAC 57th Signal Battalion. And I was a young guy, a young minister, and the Lord told me, I want you to put my word in people's email inboxes every day. This was December of 1997. Put my word in people's email inboxes every day. So when he told me to do that, I made a vow to the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, I will do what you're, what you're asking me to do, but my request is the following. If I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to put your work before my work, so I'm going to make you, I'm going to give you first place and I'm going to give you like I'm doing right now. I have a, a bunch of meetings all day, but of course I'm doing God's work before I do my work. I said, Lord, if I do your work before I do my work, then here's my request. My request is I will take care of your work before I take care of my work. But since, I, but since I'm putting you first, I want you to take care of my work. So in other words, I am saying I'm putting you first place. I'm going to take care of your work. I need you to take care of mine. That was a vow I made to the Lord 25 years ago. And that arrangement has worked out pretty good for me. Uh, like, uh, so over the last 25 years, man, it's amazing. What God, what God allowed me to experience in the army as a warrant officer was uncommon. Was un, it, was, it was uncommon success. It was not what warrant officers were supposed to do. And then the legacy that, that God allowed me to leave is still living on today. But it was all about God. It was not about me. Why? Because I put God's work before my work. And even now, I'm in corporate America. What am I doing? I'm putting God's work before my work. And when I put God's work before my work, everything else just seems to fall into place. You got to keep your priorities in order. Say amen to that. All right. All right. Number three, powerful things happen when you keep the main thing, the main thing. See, when your priorities are in, or, or in order and you keep the main thing, the main thing, powerful things are going to happen. Jesus said, now this is Matthew chapter six. A lot of you are familiar with this, but let me read it for you anyway. Jesus said, don't worry and say, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? That's what the people of this world, the people that don't know God, that's what they're always thinking about. Don't worry. Because your father in heaven knows what you need. He knows you need all these things. 
Now, what you should want most, uh-oh, Jesus said what you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. Put this in the chat. What I want most is God's kingdom and doing what he wants me to do. Now, Jesus said that's what we should want most. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I should want most. I want most God's kingdom and what he wants me to do. And then Jesus said, if you do it that way, then all these less important things will be given to you in abundance. Because I'm putting God's work first, then Jesus said all these other lesser important things, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live, what you're going to drive, none of all of these are lesser important things. And, and Jesus said they will be given to you in abundance. Like if you like cars, God can give you 10. If you, you know, so it's not about not having stuff. It's about keeping your heart and your priorities in the right order. So when, when I'm, when I'm making God the first, when I'm giving God the first place in everything and in my heart, God will see to it that I become a success in this world. People in this world measure success by stuff, right? At the end of the day, that's how they measure success. They're looking at what you drive, where you live, how, you know, what's your title or blah, blah, blah. And so in the kingdom, I'm teaching you that in God's kingdom, success is measured in purpose. And so as long as we're measuring our lives by the purpose that God gave us from the foundations of the world, then all these other things, these less important things are just going to fall into place. And God will give us these things in abundance. It's not like these things are bad or it's not like God doesn't want you to have it. Once again, if you like it, he'll give you a lot of it. You like purses? My wife is a witness. You like purses? You can have a lot of purses. I don't like purses, so that's not my thing. Uh, but, but I like technology. Okay, so I got a lot of cool gadgets. Whatever. If you like stuff, God will give you stuff. Like, like God is not God is not opposed to stuff, but God just wants to be first place in your life. If your focus is on things, then Jesus said that you're not like any, you're no different than the world. But if your focus is on me, if you focus, if you give God your number one place and you say this, my focus is on God. If you if you pursue God instead of pursuing things, you will wake up one morning and realize that things are pursuing you. God will see to it that when your priorities in order, God will give you all these things in abundance. But to experience that kind of success, your priorities have to be in order. So when you walk with God, say my priorities are in order. When you walk with God and allow God to walk with you, God has a way of making the right things happen for you at just the right time. That's Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. But when you're not walking with God and you're, you're trying to make a life for yourself, this is dangerous. Because if you're trying to make a life for yourself, you're trying to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. You're trying to create every opportunity. And then once you get an opportunity, oh my God, I got I to do this right. Now you're trying to deliver on every opportunity so you could be successful. Dude, that is a hard way to live. Look at me for a minute. I want to be honest with you. I know people think I'm super smart and all that. Listen, I'm not that smart. Let me help you out. Let me tell you something. I'm not that smart. It's the wisdom of God that flows to me. Living in your own strength is a hard way to live. Listen, I don't have that kind of energy. People say, Rick, oh my God, how do you do all the things that you do? Where do you find the energy? It's not for me. I don't have that kind of energy. If it was up to me, I'll be sleeping on the couch. So, no, I don't have that kind of energy. It's not in my own strength. But when, because I'm doing what God told me to do, he gives me the energy. He gives me the wisdom. He gives me the favor. I get up every morning and I just yield my life to God. And then he, what happens? My calling is calling me. And since my calling is calling me and I answer the call, say this, I answer the call. Since my calling is calling me and I answer the call, then God's super is on my natural. And I get to experience the grace life. I, I get to experience the life that God called me to experience from the foundations of the world. And it's not about me. It's all about him. I'm living my life for him. I'm not living my life for me. And so when you live like that, 
then your life is all about him. It's the grace life. You're taking on no pressure to perform. And every time God shows you that, oh, you got something out of order, you're quick to repent. Like, like God just showed me some things last couple of days. I've been really in prayer about some things. God is like, I need you to focus more on this. Okay, God, I'm sorry. Like, you know, uh, I'll do that. Like, you know, if I have something that I'm not, maybe not focused on enough, then I'm the pastor of my own home. I'm the prophet and the priest of the king of, of, of everybody is connected to me. And so I have to seek God concerning the father. What do you want me to do? And how am I supposed to be living? And is there something that I'm not doing right? And if there is, and he shows it to me, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me re, let me make a course correction. At the end of the day, this is the grace life and this is how we're supposed to live. I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. I'm not trying to make anything happen. I'm just like, okay, submitted to God. I'm, I'm walking with God. God is walking with me. He's opening doors for me that no man can close. He's closing doors for me that no man can open. I live the grace life. Say amen to that. Put it in the chat. Say, I live the grace life. When you live like that, come on now, I'm a witness. It's an amazing life. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you this was going to be a good message. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. The more I study your grace, the more I realize how much you love me. You love me with an everlasting love. You made plans for me before the world began. You go out of your way to help me make decisions that line up with your best for my life. So by faith, I declare that my mind is renewed by your word. I see myself and my future the way you do. I believe what you believe about me. I make decisions that line up with your best. I humble myself before your mighty hand, and I know that you will exalt me in due season. I die to self, and I make you, Father, my number one priority. In turn, you make me an earthly success. Instead of pursuing things, I pursue you. But since I pursue you, things pursue me. Everything I need to be successful has already been stored up for me. And you will release them to me, Father, at just the right time. So thank you, Father, for helping me to keep my priorities in order. Not only will I make it to heaven someday, but you help me experience heaven on earth every day. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. You get the notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you and God loves you more. Uh, I pray that you would open up your heart to God's best. I pray that you would believe what God believes about you. Uh, and as you do, I pray that, that the Father would bless you richly, that, that you would experience God's best in every area of your life. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.